on WAJR AM and FM. This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free, 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Good morning. Welcome into the program. Talk of the Town, Dave and Sarah. We always welcome your participation. Give us a call, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. That's the phone number, 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. And, of course, we're on the Twitter machine as well, at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. morning. I've gotten in the habit I let you press your own button. I just turn it up, and then you can press the button. Yeah, because like you get you like to move here. that microphone around and I do. I like to get all situated. So, uh, and then we forgot. Then we flubbed the whole thing up there to start the show. Yeah, that's all right though. Oh, ah, well. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. I feel like I've been running around a little more than usual this morning, but I've got my tea. I'm ready to. Well, today it's one of those weird weeks where you have two Mondays. Yes. Exactly we, right. We were here yesterday, but it was kind of a laid back, relaxed, you know, don't have to adhere to the dress code. Not that we really mm-hmm. do anyway, but <laughs> right. I mean, we really don't adhere to the dress code <sighs> on a, a day like Labor Day. And then you have today when it's back to normal and all the people who, you know, were off yesterday are back and they're all complaining that they have to work today. And you just go, well, you know, hey, I was here yesterday. Yeah. So you start the whole process over again. Yep. But if today's Monday, that means, I mean, tomorrow we're halfway through the week already. Right. So there's pros and cons. I don't know what we just covered there. <laughs> hey, come on. It is. Up. It feels a little off today, but hey, we're ready. <laughs> it's fall. Is it? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. I did. I, we tur- we've turned the air conditioner off the last couple of nights. Post Labor Day. Yeah. Turn the AC off. Just uh, let the cool breeze blow through. Nice change of pace. Yeah. Although it's going to be 85 today. Well. Humid. Well. So. Uh, <laughs> Actually, the rest of the week, though, should be kind of sitting in the 70s. Well, that's what they say. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Especially, we'll see some of the residual from the storm, which is a good segue to reminding people what we'll be talking about today. Ah, I see what you Look did there. Uh, John Hitchens is going <laughs> to join us with uh, Star City EMS. They're sending a crew and an ambulance uh, down uh, as part of the response to Hurricane Dorian, uh, which uh, I'm watching on the Weather Channel here. Looks like it's going to skirt up the coast. I have no idea. They got arrows pointed and lines drawn. I do know this. Uh, AccuWeather meteorologist Joe Lundberg said this morning that uh, we are on the very, 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 very edge of it. So as far as seeing any effect from the hurricane here, eh, not much. Maybe some clouds. Yeah. That'll be it. Yeah. Uh, so we will take that. But uh, Star City sending a crew down. We'll talk to John Hitchens about uh, that. And Brad McElhenney scheduled, and I say scheduled, to join us at 933 uh, to discuss a couple of things, including an update on the VA Medical Center investigation and Sarah. Looks like today's the day that uh, we'll find out whether Joe Manchin wants to remain a senator or make a run mm-hmm. for governor. He's talked about it. Uh, and look, I don't I don't claim to have any 
behind-the-scenes knowledge or insight into this. I'm just repeating what uh, Hoppy Kirchival was tweeting this morning. Uh, But Hoppy reporting he's gone back and forth on the issue. And I guess we'll find out today uh, if he will, in fact, try to make another run for governor. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either way, I guess, is where I was going with that. I would be... If I were going to make this interesting and put uh, buckwheat cakes on it, mm-hmm. I think he's going to run for governor. Ah, oh, that's what I think. <sighs> well, we can't both Shoot. bet on the same no. thing. No, and and again, it, it's kind of like a career step backwards almost, but it's not. It's different, and I think it engages him more here where he cares about the people. I also think he's had some, oh challenges nationally you know I, I think it it was pretty clear I, I don't know how much our president loves him <laughs> and <laughs> and then on top of that you add some rivalry there with our current governor and all of the sudden I think you've got a pretty interesting race I I you th- you think about Joe Manchin's personality and he reminds me of a he was the governor who operated as if he was a, a small-town mayor. And by that, I mean he could sit two people down in a room or a group of people down in the room. And I always uh, – folks may not like this but I, because it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. He got WVU and Marshall to play football. Okay, I mean that mm-hmm. was the type of leader, governor, however, you know, that was the approach he took. We're going to get in this room, we're going to get this done, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it. Um, that doesn't work in Washington. Mm-hmm. I, I think the – deliberate to put it kindly process that the senate works with when it's functional anyway uh it can be frustrating and then you get into i think kind of what you were mentioning there dealing with the partisanship just Mm -hmm. the hard line we're not going to work with this side and we're not going to work with you either and at the end of the day somebody like mansion who kind of floats in the middle goes right on some things goes a little left on some things whatever case may be uh, it can be very, very frustrating, and maybe you sit there. This is how I would evaluate it if I were him, because I have I I can't get inside his head. I have no idea. But this is how Dave Wilson, if I were Senator Wilson, got a ring to it, doesn't it, Senator Wilson? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> am I serve? Okay. I mean, if you're looking at this from a virtuous standpoint, let's do it from there. Impact. Am I serving the people of West Virginia best by being mm-hmm. in Washington? Or can I serve them better? Can I have a better impact, more of an impact, from the governor's mansion? Yeah, I think it all comes down to impact. currently unoccupied. Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, That's how you could look look at it that way. And you know what, Sarah? There's also, again, if I'm Joe Manchin, if I'm the senator, I cannot speak for him. But if I'm sitting in that chair and I'm looking at it and I don't like – Again, I don't want to speak for him. If I don't like the way things are going and I'm looking and I've got a bit of a competitive streak, I'm going to look, I'm going to come back. Mm -hmm. Not only am I going to win this election, I'm going to win it in a landslide. Mm -hmm. And all the things that we complain that we can't get done, FTDR, so on and so on and so on, we're going to get it done. Maybe you'll look at it from that point of view, too. Oh, yeah. That's just how I would break it down. But I guess we'll see what he has to say. Supposedly, <laughs> later today. So uh, we're scheduled to talk to Brad McElhinney. Maybe he can actually provide some actual insight into this. 
Um, maybe Brad wants to run. And then, okay, let me take this a step further. You ready to go on the overboard train or the or way overreaction train? Yeah. If he were to run for governor, now you got to start taking a look at, well, what do you do with the Senate seat? If he were to win the governor's race again, now you've got another open Senate seat. Right. Who do you, hmm. who's the stand in? Not only that, but who do you put in there that you can get reelected in a few years? Or but then that seat becomes very, very valuable, valuable because, I mean, who knows what the, I mean, who knows who has control of the Senate four years from now? And do you think that if he if he says, okay, I'm going to go this governor path again, do you think Morrissey's over there just gnashing his teeth? For a Senate? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's got to be kind of frustrating in oh, some ways. Oh, boy. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk to Brad McElhenney about that coming up. Like I said, maybe he's got some insight there. Oh, I forgot about the whole Patrick yeah. Morrissey aspect to oh, all that. Yeah. It could get very interesting mm-hmm. quickly today, maybe. Uh, John Hitchens is going to join us next. He's with Star City EMS. They have sent a a crew, an ambulance, medical supplies uh, down south in response or to help with the response for Hurricane Dorian. We'll talk to him on the other side of the break. 915, Dave and Sarah just getting cranked up. Back after this. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Watching the Weather Channel in here on one of our uh, multiple monitors in the uh, extravagant Talk of the Town complex here. (laughs) Has the track of the storm changed? I mean, we don't have the sound on, so we're trying to kind of figure out, has the track of the storm changed a little bit? Kind of looks like it a little bit, although I was just getting a message from a Morgantonian who now lives in Jacksonville, and they have been removed from their home. That sounds so. like, uh, wait a minute, uh, let's pull the curtain back. That sounds like a, you know, a guest opportunity. Just throw it oh, out yeah. there. Just throw it out there. Sure. You know, even if it might be a per- close personal friend and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Um, speaking of the, the reason we bring up Hurricane Dorian, which has actually been downgraded downgraded to a category three oh, right just a light thunderstorm right? right uh star city ems has sent a crew down as part of the uh response or anticipated response for the storm and joining us now from star city ems is uh john hitchens good morning john hi good morning david Sarah. how you doing i'm doing well how are you uh doing well so how did uh, how did star city get involved in the uh aid for uh the anticipated landfall of the hurricane so Star City is a, a very small part of an enormous response uh, to Hurricane Dorian and to all the hurricanes uh, over the last several years. Um, requests come in from the state, the individual states. It goes to FEMA. Uh, FEMA then contracts with uh, one of the largest ambulance services in the country, AMR, and the activations for us actually come through AMR. So we're an in- independent contractor of American Medical Response, uh, when they get the requests that exceed their abilities uh, to assist, then they start calling in uh, additional units, additional uh, contractors, and we are uh, licensed through them as one of their contractors. So how many 
uh, units, uh, how, how many crew members? Who are you sending down, I guess is the question, John. Um, we're sending one ambulance, uh, ALS equipped, advanced life support. Uh, my assistant chief of EMS operations is Jared Lamb and one of our ENTs, Daniel Lynn. Uh, they left yesterday about 1230 in the afternoon and they arrived at the University of South Carolina uh, yesterday evening about 8, eight o'clock. So what are, are they just staging right now, waiting uh, their assignment? What, what are they doing in anticipation of landfall? Currently, they're, they're in staging. Uh, they could be in staging anywhere from the next 15 minutes to the next six days. Uh, it, everything now is in preparation of the storm, performing uh, evacuations of hospitals and nursing homes and moving patients that otherwise would not be able to evacuate themselves. Uh, but they essentially wait until those requests come in from the state where the state itself indicates that they have that need for additional resources. You know, it would be very easy for you to go, ah, this isn't in our backyard. This doesn't have anything to do with us. We, we can just kind of ignore it and, and go on with business as usual. So why do you think it's so important for us to be getting involved or for the Star City EMS to be participating? It's important to help the people that are in need. And that's, that's our, our primary goal at Star City Fire Department and certainly within Star City EMS is, is we're there for the people that need us the most. And whether that's in Morgantown or in West Virginia or anywhere in the nation, that's, if they need us, that's where we're going to be. It, it, is easy, it is easy to step back and say that's not our problem and they can deal with it themselves, but there's literally thousands and thousands of ambulance personnel from across the country descending on the East Coast right now that, that say otherwise. Talking to John Hitchens with Star City EMS, uh, sitting a crew down, and they are staging at the University of South Carolina, awaiting uh, Dorian uh, to make landfall and uh, are there to help in response. Uh, you mentioned, have you done this in the past? Have you sent crews to, to other hurricane locations or other disaster locations? Uh, we have. Last year we responded, uh, I responded with the team as well, to uh, Hurricane Florence and to Hurricane Michael. So last year we were in Spartanburg, uh, Georgia, for, uh, I believe, six days. Uh, Hurricane Michael, we were in. We started in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, we went over into Panama City with a urban search and rescue team with Florida Task Force One. Uh, we were attached to them for four or five days uh, working with them uh, in their missions. Uh, we were there for a total of 12 days, uh, and then we came back. It was about two weeks in between, so we had Florence about two weeks, and then we had uh, Hurricane Michael right behind that. What is that? Can you describe that situation? What is it like to be in that situation down there, kind of, you know, on the front lines? Sometimes it, it, it varies on what assignment that you actually get. Uh, you could be in staging the entire time, like we were in Spartanburg and never leave the airport uh, that we were staged in. Or in a situation like uh, for Hurricane Michael, uh, we were staged for maybe a day. Uh, we were sent to evacuate. Uh, 38 patients out of a nursing home that had no power, uh, no generator ability. And then within the very next day, we were in Panama City with uh, search and rescue teams in just absolute, complete devastation. Mm. Uh, homes that were completely gone, uh, areas that had signs that, that says, you know, proudly rebuilt in 2011, uh, you know, were, were completely gone uh, once we arrived there. It's, it's very humbling. Uh, to see that type of devastation and to see 
how the people in that community rally around each other and the other responders from across the country who we don't always know who they are. We, we instantly form that bond and be able to go in and com- complete our missions and, and help to take care of those people. You know, obviously, as the Star City EMS, you have a lot of emergency training and and such. But in regards to this, is there specialized training you also have to get to go and help? Or are you just kind of already equipped for this? How does that work? We're basically already uh, equipped for it. There are some programs that FEMA puts on that are a requirement prior to you deploying uh, as part of one of AMR's deployments. Uh, But those are fairly easy to obtain. Uh, They're required for all EMS already. Uh, And really, once you're down there, you work the the very uh, effective command structure that they have. So they they make sure that you're equipped for the the task at hand and that you're able to handle uh, what they're about to send you on. John, we appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. And uh, keep us up to date, and uh, we'll we'll check in again. Appreciate it very much. Thank you both so much. Right. John Hitchens, a Star City EMS Administrator, uh, sending a crew down to help in the response and the aid for Hurricane Dorian. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255-304-TALK-304 is the text line. Brad McElhenney going to join us on the other side of the news break. We'll get the latest on the uh, VA hospital investigation in Clarksburg. Also, what's up with uh, Senator, or is it gubernatorial candidate, <laughs> Joe Manchin? Uh, we'll get the latest. I just saw somebody posted on Twitter <laughs> uh, as a live look at uh, Mansion. It's a meme, and you know how the uh, college recruits—they'll have the three hats sitting in front of them, uh, and they'll go, "And I am going to." And they'll pick up the hat and put it on. Well, this has three hats. One has the seal of West Virginia. One has the seal of the United States Senate. The other has the villages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was pretty clever. Yeah. That was clever. <laughs> um, 800-765-TALK, 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. Do you want to see – how about this? Let me throw this out there at you, and we'll uh, take some responses after we talk to Brad. Do you want to see Joe Manchin run for governor? And I'm not asking or would you vote for him or do you want him to be governor. Do you want to see him run for governor? Um, because I think it would be a very interesting race. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think you would have a, a very, very interesting race there. Uh, headed into the uh, 2020 election. Because, look, if he comes and he says, hey, I'm going to run for the Democratic nomination, I think as a party they will – you will – everybody else just kind of falls back. Because you've got – I mean, what better candidate do you have in the Democratic Party than Joe Manchin? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. That could be a very interesting Mm – now, I'm also – making the assumption that the governor, current governor, Governor Justice, would win the Republican nomination. Now, remember, he's being challenged by a couple of people, including uh, Woody Thrasher. So I guess there's a lot of interesting going on. But do you want to see Manchin get into the race for governor? Let us know coming up. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Uh, 800-765-TALK-800-765-8255 is the phone number. We'll talk to Brad McElhenney in about four minutes. We'll get an update again on uh, the investigation into the VA hospital in Clarksburg. And what is Manchin going to do? We'll see if Brad has any insight into that as we are anticipating a decision today. That's all coming up. Again, the number 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. 
Right now, it is 9.30. Let's get a news update from the Metro News Anchor Desk and find out what's happening all across the state of West Virginia. Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast anytime, anywhere, online at WAJR.com. Get to some of your text messages uh, coming up in just a little bit. The question's not, would you vote for Manchin if he were running for governor? My question is just, do you want to see him get into the race? That's all. I wouldn't mind it. It'd give us something to talk about for a couple of months. Yeah, I think it would be kind of fun. Uh, joining us now on the program is Metro News Statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Brad, are you running for governor in 2020? <laughs> Indeed, I have something to say, but I don't know what it's going to be, even as these words come out of my mouth. <laughs> Spoken like a true politician, Brad McElroy. How you doing, Brad? I'm with you on just for, you know, greedy, I find it interesting reasons that I, I would like for him to run. Uh, yeah, me too. That's really all. That's, you know, just for greedy talk show purposes, I think it would make for interesting fodder. Uh, between now and uh, next November. Next November. Yeah. Not even this November. Next November. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Brad, w- I guess at this point, what do we know? He's going to make a decision today? Yeah. Uh, I mean, hearing that from multiple sources, including our own Hoppy Kerchival, uh, but but national news has also been all over this. Uh, CBS had it fairly early. Uh, sounds like the, the Mansion Communications team behind the scenes is preparing those of us in the media uh, for an announcement, we think, this morning. Uh, so we, you know, to, for a little behind-the-scenes view, we've got one plan for TalkLine that is the normal plan, <laughs> and then then that will all be scrapped and go out the window, uh, depending on the timing of things here today. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, definitely some sort of announcement, we think, probably before noon. Uh, it sounds like some some trusted folks and staff may be learning what the plan is, even as we speak. So uh, it's 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 imminent. Uh, talking to Metro News Statewide correspondent, <laughs> Brad McElhenney. <laughs> well, Brad, I'm just, what's, why did he decide in the first place, I guess a little background here, why did this even become a conversation in the first place? You know, I think, so, I mean, the history is that, that Manchin supported Jim Justice, who was then running as a Democrat in in the Democratic primary, where there were other candidates, uh, Booth Goodwin, the former U.S. prosecutor, whose family is close to the Manchins, uh, Jeff Kessler, former Senate president, but, but Justice got Manchin's support. And then... Among the staffers who were hired for, for Justice's cabinet was Gail Manchin, who was Secretary of Education and the Arts. Uh, and so that didn't work out. Um, Justice and his team fired Gail Manchin after Justice had become a Republican, which was seven months into his administration. But but even then, even then, you know, you didn't really hear bad blood or or comments being exchanged. Um, I, I thought it was notably kind of quiet. It, it must have been awkward behind the scenes, but but I, I don't feel like it was at that point. Although maybe the bad blood started simmering. But then, 
it really, it, it was this spring when highways became an issue of all things. And, and Governor Justice would talk about, look, I didn't this problem didn't just happen on my watch. It's been building for years. Uh, the road problems didn't just arise. And then, you know, he would go on and, and talk about the prior administrations. And as far as I can tell, that really got under Senator Manchin's skin because, of course, he was governor from 2004 to 2010. And at that point, he, he came out swinging and started talking about Governor Justice's work habits and and it was then, if I if memory serves, that he began talking about we've got to have a full time governor. Uh, yes, I would be interested in in putting my hat in the ring. Let me think about it. And and that's led to this point. It's an interesting, you know, you can look at it one way. And again, we were talking about impact. Where does he have the most impact? Is this about you know wanting the best for West Virginians? Or there's the other human side of it that's a little bit ego and a little bit just good old-fashioned rivalry, which, again, that's what makes it such an interesting story for us. Yeah, you know, and and Manchin talks about it almost as an act of patriotism. Like, I've got to get back there and set things right and uh, do the job the way I know it needs to be done. Uh, so, So that's also it. You know, when I think about what must be going through his head, I I think that the calculations are a little bit different than than earlier in his career. You know, earlier on, for anyone, not just for him, but it would be, you know, what is the next best step politically? What's what's the next move I need to make? And at this point, I think it's also a matter of of, um, legacy, you know, saying how do I want to to cap all this off? Where can I make the, the, the best difference? in the years I've got left in politics. And so, I, you know, it, it seems to me that that part of the calculation maybe is what's caused this this appearance of oscillating and just not really not being sure. Talking to mentioning statewide correspondent Brad McElhinney. Brad, in talking about Joe Manchin, um, you've covered him a lot longer than, than I have. And, and just going back when I was a bit of a, a novice news observer, it always seemed to me that his his political trajectory was always to, um, you know, uh, take over when Senator Byrd either retired or passed away, and that that's where he is now. Uh, is that part of the reason why he's waffling here? He's he's reached the goal that he set out, and again, I'm only assuming that he set that goal many years ago. But that always seemed to be the trajectory, you know, Secretary of State, uh, you know, Governor. Where you go from there? Well, you you succeed uh, Senator Byrd. He did that. You know, he he's gone as high as he can go. I mean, is that part of the decision? Going do I do I take that step? I don't want to say take a step back, but do I take that step back now? Yeah, I mean, I I think it must be to some degree, but also, you know, mixed in with what is his personality type, and he has has often talked since he went to the Senate about the dysfunction in Washington, uh, about how, you know, it, it seems like Congress can't agree on anything. And if anything, that has gotten more dysfunctional in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it, it really looks like the Senate is mostly there to confirm judicial nominations. So that has to be frustrating for someone who is very hands-on. 
Uh, and he's talked all along about really personality-wise having been probably a better fit for governor because it's sort of a chief executive. Well, it is a chief executive, but uh, like a CEO position where you know you're you're really hands-on and you're bending people's ears and 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 listening to people about what motivates them and then cranking the gears of government to get it done or not get it done. So. I think that must be an issue too, where it's it's genuine frustration over over how Congress is working these days versus having fond memories of of being a very hands-on governor. Is he the type of personality, Brad, where if he were to run for governor and have to give up the Senate seat, whether he wins or whatever, he would feel like he's he's quitting? The Senate, you know what I mean. You're not just leave, but he's quitting because of the, you know, these frustrations and 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 on some level, maybe feel like he failed. Well, I mean, I think that there, I've seen a sentiment like that on social media that he, he Senator Manchin, just ran for re-election to the Senate, uh, 2018. Uh, he had supporters, people who donated to his campaign, uh, you know, and he's got a six-year term potentially to serve out. Um, so I, I think there's that issue. And then, you know, he's, he's not in lockstep necessarily with the rest of the Democratic caucus in the Senate. But nevertheless, he, he is a Democrat and uh, as realistically aligned with the Democratic Party as you might get as a candidate out of West Virginia right now for U.S. Senate. I mean, I could be proved wrong, but, uh, you know, he, he he would appear to be West Virginia's best hope among Democrats uh, for, for election to the U.S. Senate. So I would think that at a national level, Democrats are, are counting on him filling that seat and adding to their numbers and, and providing whatever weight comes with the numbers that they can muster. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think that's an easy political calculation either, because I, I do think there is a sense of, look, we're counting on you uh, for, for playing your role in the U.S. Senate. Yeah, disappointment for a lot of people, I think. But I, I don't know. Uh, on the flip side, for those that are local West Virginians, there's also sort of a, a uh, coming home spirit that could come along with this as well. Yeah, I you know I I think there's no easy answer here, and that's why I I don't blame him for being for appearing somewhat indecisive um, because I don't think it's an easy question. It, it just it also kind of seems not mansion like. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm used to him being very uh, you know determined about what he's going to do, uh, but you know when I say it doesn't seem decisive, I guess I would also say. Um, that he is, he said he'd say right after Labor Day, and here we are one day after Labor Day. I, I kind of thought that meant, well, maybe later in the week That's or whatever. What I, but <laughs> After Labor Day could be, you know, later this month, right. October, you know. Uh, hey, Brad, uh, we took up all the time talking about uh, Manchin, so about a minute and a half here. Anything new to update on the investigation into the uh, VA Medical Center in Clarksburg? You know, only that I think federal officials have gotten the message that, that West Virginians and those families who who 
lost loved ones uh, in, under mysterious circumstances would like to know more about it. Uh, you know, Senator Manchin himself, again, Senator Manchin, uh, visited the VA in person on Friday. Uh, that's been one of his messages. And then Bill Powell, the U.S. Attorney for Northern West Virginia, has um, appeared on Talkline yesterday on Labor Day to say, look, there is an active investigation. There's only so much we can do, but but we want to, to inform families and, and keep you in the loop as much as we can. And Powell also said that the investigation is uh, reasonably close to wrapping up. Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney thought he was going to have a normal day, and then he came into work and found out, well, there's something big going down. Brad, we appreciate <laughs> it, and uh, we'll be following the Twitter feed as always. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot. Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. All right. All right. Do you want – okay, two questions. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to see Manchin get in the race? This doesn't have anything to do with politics. Do you just want to see it from – okay, look, I'm, I'm just bluntly honest here. From my perspective, yes. Yes, it will make for great fodder for the next year. <laughs> okay? Yes, I want to see that. What do you think his decision will be? Let me throw that one out there at you as well. Do you think he stays and says, hey, I got, I got unfinished business here in the Senate – or do you think he says, hey, I'm coming home? Maybe that's all he puts in the rep- press release. I'm coming home. Like Michael Jordan. You remember when Michael Jordan returned to the NBA? L- Joe, you remember this. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Joe's probably not old enough to remember this. I'm the press release said that you don't think I'd remember it. Well, do you remember nah. it? The press release, all it said was, I'm back. That was it. <laughs> Maybe he just sends out a press release. I'm coming home. <laughs> Let us know what you think. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. 800-765-TALK-800-765-8255 is the phone number. Uh, we're on the Twitter machine as well. At Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. 947, more Dave and Sarah coming up. You're listening to the Talk of the Town on WAJR. 304 Talk 304 is the text line. 800 765 Talk. 800 765 8255 is the phone number. Uh, do you want to see? Do you want to see Joe Manchin jump into the race for governor? What do you think you'll do How about that? I don't know. I understand. Look, if you've ever uh, this is okay. Totally apples to oranges here, Sarah. Okay. But we've both done this where we've switched jobs. If you've ever had to, if you've ever switched jobs, it's not an easy decision. I mean, even if you have an offer on the table, you go, okay, do I, do I take this offer? Do I, you know, do I move? What if it doesn't work out? You, it's, you waffle, understandably. I think I accidentally turned your mic off there. I think you turned it on and I turned it off or vice versa. Okay. We got to get this thing down. It's only been two years. Um, so I can understand you're sitting there going, okay, I just got reelected to the Senate. I made a commitment here. Do I go back? What if you get, what if I get beat? I mean, that's possible. And if it's like Brad said, if you're thinking about your legacy, mm-hmm. what's my legacy? Uh, losing an election wouldn't help your legacy. And look, it's, it's a real possibility. It's an election. I mean, polls are, <laughs> polls only tell you so much. Right, so I, I look. I understand. I understand how you would have, you would waffle back and forth. It's just so hard when you're waffling, and what you're looking for is 
uh, people one way or another, either way you go, they need to have extreme faith in you. Waffling makes that difficult sometimes. Text in the show, 304-TALK-304. Uh, Jumpin' Joe looks at his reflection and says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the best governor? I mean, senator. No, wait, I mean, governor of them all. The mirror replies, who are you? <laughs> 304 Talk 304 is the text line. Uh, another text in the show. Uh, Dave and Sarah, Stephen Smith is way, a lot of A's, way better candidate than Joe. Smith isn't going to suck up to Donald Trump every chance he gets. Dave and Sarah, no acknowledge of Steve Smith. You keep saying the, the next year. What well, Joe has the primary already won. Better tell the folks at uh, West West Virginia can't wait. They'll have something to say about that. Can't wait is over there breaking state agency websites and running a campaign uh, campaigns for the people. Matter of fact, you need to have Smith on the show. Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. we will. Look, I. You know what? Got to squeeze in the break. I'll finish that thought <laughs> on the other side. All right. All right. Nine fifty four, Dave and Sarah. Now, back to the talk of the town on WAJR. I got a couple calls. Let's see if we can squeeze them in before the top of the hour. David in Bridgeport, you're up. Keep it quick. Good morning. Yeah, I'll be brief. I have a hard break, like Hoppy says, coming up. Yep. <laughs> hey, I think he should run as governor, and I think his true passion historically for the Manchin family is to serve the residents of West Virginia, and I think he could be more effective. He realizes that and see more immediate results. The senatorship will always be there later in the future, but I hope he does. I think he's a good steward over our state. David, succinct. Nice job. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, squeeze in Barry and Fairmont. You're up, Barry. I'll go quick. Um, I'm a Republican and conservative. Don't always vote Republican. I just vote for the right person. I liked Spencer when he was governor. Uh, I was really aggravated when he quit the job that he was hired and said he would do. And now I'm even more aggravated that he wants to quit again because he apparently isn't happy where he is. I think he should stay where he is. That's where he promised to be. It's what he was hired to do. And I'm not really happy with him as better, to be honest with you. But Barry, you get the last word. Heartbreak right now. Hoppy's next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.